It's a little leisurely finale that we've got mm. going on. Welcome mm. back to 24 Bower Party People. We've we've beaten season four. Yeah. Felix didn't didn't see the end of it though. So it's just us. Uh we have we have managed to now wring the neck and just we we've put a knife into the ribs and are now quietly going shh of fully half of the mainline seasons mm. of 24. Mm. I've jangled some keys uh, and punched it in the dick. Um, it, yeah. ha- it has started wearing a red shirt because it knows that's the only way it's going to get through this. Um, and I think we can, with confidence, say that we, ha- we are now in the era where the show has... It's left the ramp. It is sailing on its water skis seamlessly and beautifully over the shark, mm. uh, I I really am quite delighted by uh, I, really everything that we could have asked for from this um, from this season. It delivered. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay. Should we break down what happens in the block? Yeah, and then and then we can go into how we feel about it because I have some thoughts about Marwan's final objective that I haven't shared with you. Um, like that. Uh, well, we can just at least at the very least be glad that Marwan is the villain in this block, and he was the villain in the first episode, thus giving us an actual villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you meant in the first episode of the entire in, in like season one, and I was like, what? what? But no, no okay. yeah, um, you, you don't realize this, but um, Marwan is actually the guy that killed Jack's uncle Ben. Thus. Uh... He um, killed the police chief with the mustache. Yes, yeah. He right, was uh, running CTU originally. Anyway. You said with his dying breath, you must remember Jack with great power. Just use that mm. to start taking people's thumbs, baby. So we, we found some trivia. Um, uh, before Felix went to sleep, Felix was just Googling like Chloe trivia um, to I see th- if they'd ever actually said that Chloe was autistic or not. Um, um, they don't think they ever really did. Uh, that, because we think that, that, like, we think that the writers of Twenty Four weren't writing Chloe as autistic. They were writing Chloe as a kind of guy, like, wow, that, the 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 guy from the office who's like mean and and doesn't understand social cues. Because the the conversation kind about of, these kind of things hadn't really happened. Kind yet. of a kind of a Sheldon Cooper, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, exactly. in the beginning of the Big yeah. Bang Theory. Like, and, and and like that kind of shows how. I mean, the kind of person that would be writing 24 for a start. Um, but it, it, it also, I mean, it's not good, is it? Like Chloe and uh, Chloe in season three was, was a lot nicer, I think, than Chloe in season four, where they've clearly just gone, oh, they, people responded to, the, to the, the being mean, so we'll just make her more mean. Yeah, I, um, well, I only have one season left in which, uh, I know everything that happens, mm. and even with that, I can only I can some parts of that stand out so much that it's almost given me like memory night blindness, right? Um, and from what I recall, Chloe isn't as mean in season five, but because I like it when Chloe is mean, it is entirely possible mm. that I <laughs> she is, yeah, and I yeah. just have no idea about it. Um, anyway, we found some we found some like quite cute Chloe trivia's. One quite cute bit of Chloe trivia, and one quite n- weird bit of Chloe trivia. So um, the cute bit 
uh, is that the Department of Homeland Security... <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, sorry, Anne, I, I, I mixed up my note cards. Um, is that the uncute bit is that the Department of Homeland Security, uh, in 2007, they made a plan to use drones over airports yeah, as a security measure. And that was called Operation Chloe, in part... I think not but even in, in part, entirely because it, because Chloe is the tech lady at CTU. Yeah. Um, but the other nice bit of trivia. Maybe if they called it Operation Edgar, it would have caught someone. <laughs> the nice bit of trivia is that um, Mary Lynn Rashtub, I've only I've only ever heard the seen the name written down. Um, and you've only ever heard it pronounced by me, who mm. has never heard it pronounced by anyone else. Mm. So right, the now, right now plays, we're the blind leading yeah, the blind. Yeah. The actress that plays uh, Chloe, um, you, because she's a tech person, you see her typing in scenes an awful lot, but you never see what she's typing. And it turns out what she was typing was like little compliments to herself. Like, you're doing really good at this, don't worry. Or uh, like, don't be scared of Kiefer, he's just weird. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's going to be intense in the scene, but it's not because he's frustrated with like how you're doing as an actress. He's just, you know, it's... Which is is kind of lovely. Yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah, like any time um, we see Chloe like frowning and just like typing in some terrorist's name to the computer, we're now going to be able to just know that effectively reflected in her eyes if you zoom in Enhanced, which she does a lot of this season. uh, If you zoom in Enhanced, it would just be like, you're doing great, Mary. And then like a little like colon... Close parenthesis. Hmm. You love it, love. Yeah, it's lovely. That's that's quite nice. Hmm. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, we have, we need to talk about this block. Well, it so ap- hour tw- hour twenty <coughs> through twenty four. Twenty one through twenty four. No, Sam. Yes, because wait, it- can I no longer do maths? What? Yeah, because four episodes, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. Twenty four. Yes. Okay. Right. My my brain. We're in the gentleman of leisure hours at yes. this point. We've rolled out of bed, and we're uh, we're recording the podcast. We've cracked open the afternoon beer. Mm. Uh, it's three in the afternoon. We've rolled out of bed. There's people in the office block over over the road from us, and they're idiots. Frankly, this is the important stuff. Um, the, uh, well, when the block begins, instantly we get. Uh, it feels like being kind of shot with a rubber bullet, and that rubber bullet has a Cisco logo on it. Mm. Because we get some of the most... It feels like they had a, an entire season of product placement that they forgot to include until this episode. No, they did, because Cisco provided the uh, phones and a lot of the computers and stuff it's since season one. But, they, but it feels like they had a deal to like mention them on screen. Yeah. Where they... Keep mentioning that Cisco is running all of their like their top counterterrorism um, defenses, and they're talking about how great the network is and how that can generally protect them. Looking down the barrel of the camera, mm. I love Cisco. What a great network, people! Oh, there's only one Cisco I want to care. I, I want to hear about. That's Captain Ben Cisco. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We're celebrating Black I History love, Month love... by contemplating. Black Futures, love, Deep Space I, Nine. I like a bit of Benjamin Sisko, actually. I, I, I do like Deep Space Nine a lot. I'm meaning to watch more of it. The episode In the Pale Moonlight from Deep Space Nine is 
a better version of what 24 thinks it's doing. Mm. We should do that then. We should do that as an episode, maybe. I, I, I would be delighted to, because then it would allow me to kind of top up my impression of the um, that one Cardassian, no, uh, Romulan senator going, it's a fake. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've seen this episode, or if, if I have, I've forgotten it, but hell yeah, let's do it. Oh, it's um, no, real banger. Uh, anyhow, Cisco uh, is having trouble because they're getting DDoS'd. Mm. Uh, and God, they don't shut up about it. Um, meanwhile, the, uh, back at the uh, Chinese consul, uh, the consulate, they've there's a long conversation which did not have any subtitles. Yeah, it didn't have subtitles in English. We had to put the subtitles into Spanish, and then you had to translate. Yes, uh, and one of the CTU guys that raided the consul, uh, the consulate, um, he. But you know, um, when you see someone take off their mask to speak to someone in a shop, and you're like, yeah. "Why are you doing this?" Yeah, he did the same thing. So he did the same thing to headbutt someone. Yeah, he he, he took off his balaclava in the middle of a raid, and it was just like. <sighs> but the, the image that they get is so grainy that it just it genuinely. I said it looked like Adam Sandler. Like it could be anyone. Hmm. Like they're like. And, and he's pulling like a pog face and it's like black and white and very grainy. It literally could be anyone. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I'll, I'll maybe see if I can find the face and we'll put it on the on the account. Because they're like, on well, the Twitter account. They're like, like, they're like well, he, he he looks like an American. And so, you, you, you literally could not tell this guy's ethnicity. Hmm. You could just about tell that he's like got like a, a, the paler end of the like spectrum of skin tones. Yeah. But like, that's all you could tell. Like, yeah, you, you. The one thing that you can ascertain about this guy is that he's definitely not black, but that's it. Yeah, uh, and they're like, run this guy through the database in in Beijing. I want to know who he is. And they're like, all right, cool. I reckon that'll be quite hard, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the deputy consul, who's you know taken over because um his boss got murked. Uh, yeah, they, they well they literally just called about Lee. Um, the chap that they stole from the consulate. And then Lee was stolen from the consulate. And because he's not an imbecile, he goes, I reckon these two are connected. Yeah, I reckon this might be the Americans, you know. <laughs> and instead, CTU is like, um, it could be these Chinese rebels. Mm. And you get. They've had run ins with um, the Chinese nuclear program, which Lee has worked for. Yeah, we'll say it was them. And. Um, we get what I've put down as effectively being Tom Clancy brain, where um, you get the type of you, you get the bold uh, interpretation of uh, of geopolitics. That means you can say, well, obviously we know that it wasn't this Chinese rebel mm, group, and, and they, they know. know. But it's important for the Chinese to be able to save face, mm. and so then they'll just kind of go along with it, and. Uh, it, it's it's a pretty un- it's a pretty uncomfortable bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but but what we do get, we do get like a sort of like sitcom esque yeah, scenario, like a, a where um where the Chinese consul goes to visit CTU for the day, and like, uh, is being guided around on like a guided tour, like a you know like if you've ever seen a um a sitcom or just imagine a sitcom where like the the bit is. That like too, something it, it, something not that that someone shouldn't see is in an office, 
and they're on a guided tour and they're trying to direct him away from it. It's, you know, the... Um, like, the, it's the episode of Always Sunny where they're keeping the health inspector away while they um, uh, desperately try and fix the bar. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the it's, keeping the like slightly lewd statue out of the way of the school tour that's coming around. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, you it's know, it, like two dates at the same restaurant. Yeah, it's classic farce. Except the lewd statue is the guy who took his balaclava off, who at this point doesn't know that he's been spotted. <laughs> and the school tour is um, what well, is a, a representative from the console who has a printout. And he's going, yeah, does this guy work for you? And then you just see him in the background over his shoulder. Yeah. And Jack is like, excuse me, I need to go. I've just got Marwan's, uh, Marwan's location. I'm yeah. just going to go. I'm, I'm just going to go and get him. And he goes and like, like tackles this guy and puts him into a helicopter. And I think, is it Audrey that's also talking to the... Um, to the representative from, yeah, the, from like, the console. And you were with Jack this whole time? She's like, yes. And then they turn and, and ask like, Edgar, well, was she with Jack this whole time? And Edgar goes, no. <laughs> and then, but they're like, but while the guy is being like ushered away right behind him, uh, were, you with, were you with Jack? Like, what, what were they doing? And she was like, well, the key thing you have to remember is look at me, look at me, keep looking at me. Like, look, I uh, pick a card, any card, you're doing all, doing all magic tricks, you're doing... I'll do a little dance for you. And he's like, I like the little dance, but I'm almost about to turn around. And she's like, oh, but what, what if I sing for you? And he's like, now you've gained my attention back. <laughs> ah, Edgar, mm. my boy. Yes, yeah, Ed- Ed- Edgar, boy, truth? And Edgar says, lie. <laughs> just, yeah. Edgar as a lie detector would be an excellent, excellent job for him. I yeah. Um, well, Ed- Edgar becoming Eric. He's on that path. Well, I don't know whether or not you could reasonably use Edgar as an ongoing torturer, because that's like, um, to get Edgar to want to torture someone, is you need a consumable resource, and that is Edgar's mum, and unfortunately they kind of, <laughs> they kind of shot their wad. They're getting him adopted, and then like, putting his mother into harm's way, just yeah. like they did with Kim! You're like... Hey guys, the strangest thing happened. I was adopted by an eight by, by an eight woman lesbian commune. <laughs> uh. And oh, oh no, Edgar, I'm I'm so sorry. They were at the they were at the location that we had intel that this terrorist attack was going to be. Mm. All of them, all of them gone. Well, go in there. Like, we'll just leave this uh, interrogation door unlocked. Go get them, Tiger. Yeah. Now don't don't do it, big man. Mm. Oh hell yes, he's doing it. <laughs> um, Edgar just like Ed- Edgar feels like he'd be a pretty good like his fighting style. I think would be wrestling. Yeah, like he would Undertaker slam someone through a table. Yeah, yeah. It, anytime he did a torture mission, he would like be putting on like a like a a, a mask. Yeah, to conceal his face, but it would be a, like a like a Mexican wrestling mask. But uh, by season eight. Uh, a terrorist is like arrested in CTU, and uh, they're like, "Hey, you ought to tell us what you want to know." And he's like, "Why would I tell you what I want to know?" And they're like, "Oh, you hear that? Oh, that—that's Edgar's entrance music." Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. So Jack just straight up, yeah, puts the guy on a helicopter to San Diego. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 then yeah, and then oh, presumably that's that dealt with then. Yeah. And Audrey is still like really annoyed that um, 
Paul died half an hour ago. Yeah. Because Jack said, have you considered letting this man die? And then, like, really, really low-tier CPR on him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Jack is not a trained first aider. Squished his heart. Yeah. And basically turned his kidneys to jam. Mm. Uh, Because it's important to remember, right, I, I need to make this point. It's important to remember that 24 is still in real time. But... It doesn't want you to remember that. And that will be important when we discuss the entirety of Marwan's plan later. <laughs> I think what's going to be interesting is, well, we, if we, we are going to end up watching 24 Redemption, the film. Oh my God, I forgot that that was a thing. You told me that that is a thing. I've, I haven't seen it. I have no idea about it. So I don't know if it's in real time or not. Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if that actually has it been... Surely it has to be. That and also almost like that might be quite good if it's within like ninety minutes. I can see a lot happening within ninety minutes and it being tense. The problem that twenty four has is it has a lot happen over twenty four hours and it feels silly. Yeah, and you end up with you know a nefarious Twitch stream and an EMP going off. That at this within po- like six hours. Yeah, an EMP at this point went off this afternoon or this evening. And no one is talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no one has mentioned it at all. No one has mentioned it since supper. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, like, like okay. Yeah. I, I, otherwise, I'm going to get onto Marwan's plan, and yeah. I'm going to get confused. Well, right? um, so Jack and Curtis, they, um, they've found where Marwan's location is because mm. um, Lee Jong uh, has said, "Yep, no, I, 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 I think he gives him some kind of intel. It's not, it's not important. He, he passes the MacGuffin." Yeah, and so uh, Jack and Curtis raid Marwan's location, which looks like a laser tag arena. It has that kind of um, like half-hearted, like camouflage netting. Yeah, just kind of strewn up, and it's like quite dim, and it seems like there's a smoke machine in the background. Yeah, it's been like spray painted a little bit. There's a uh, bit with like a really good bit of like uh, graffiti that looks very silly on the wall, where someone's going like ah and opening their mouth very wide. But um, Marwan is doing all of his shit. On an Alienware laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so you cur- it's launching a missile from an Alienware laptop. That's what they do. Yeah. Like, uh, That's why they were so, like, um, highly prized at this time period. This is why people, uh, they're getting all their GPUs. Mm. Like, 50% of the Bitcoin mining and 50% are desperately trying to guide a missile that's already in flight. Mm. Um, and, so, um, and yet people still can't play The Witcher 3. Yeah, like they can't get that real time beard growth mm. uh, unless the missile is running The Witcher three. I I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm... <laughs> running Doom on a missile. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Marlon is kind of he's pretty chill because he has won. Yeah, like at this point, all he has to do is nothing, and they say, "Hey, if you stop the missile." But Jack says, if you stop the missile, I will give you a phone call with the president. Yeah, he's like, you can ask for whatever you want, and the president will be in a position to deliver it. Like, you have won, you can have whatever you want. And no? Like, because, like, the, the stipulation of this deal is stop the missile, and we will give you whatever you want. No, let me have the fucking phone call with the president... And then I will stop the missile. And also, you know, it's like that Spider-Man panel. Like, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to phone the president. 
I want to nuke Los Angeles. Oh, well, now you've given away what the target is, Sam. Oh, yes, I'm about to, I'm about to shock you when I tell you that once more, the centre of the world is LA. So, okay, well, now we, we can... Find, we find this out later. Now we can talk about the fucking stupid-ass plan that Marwan... So, let, let's, let's go over Marwan's plan, shall we? Because I was trying to explain this to my wife earlier, because um, I was losing my goddamn mind. So let me find out what I actually wrote to Kim. Right. Terrorist plan, uh, in and, order... And to clarify, um, Trin does have a wife named Kim. Trin just hasn't, like, developed Kim Bauer as, like... Oh, oh no, God, no. Okay, yeah. So, in order, become a defense contractor. Develop meltdown briefcase. Crash train to steal meltdown briefcase. Kidnap secretary of defense. Livestream his trial and execution. Use internet traffic to disguise cyber attack on power plants. Melt them down. Uh, and you might think this is his end goal, but no, this is merely a diversionary tactic, and he will of course go on to shoot down Air Force One, steal the nuclear football, which would allow him to launch any nukes he likes, except this is also merely a diversion, because he only wanted one page, so he can steal one missile and blow up LA with it. Hey. Now, why? Why would you have this... So, are we meant to believe that this is him on the back foot, and he planned... Uh, these other attacks because he couldn't melt down all the power plants and he then couldn't get the nuclear football. So he goes for whatever he can grab. But no, because he had he had a team ready in Iowa to ambush the missile to ambush like one of the bombs. And he has a fucking missile smuggled in so he can put the warhead on it. Yeah. So this is his plan. His plan is to step down from like 106 nuclear power plants. And potentially the entire of the U.S.'s like nuclear arsenal to one missile, and then he doesn't even hit New York or uh, D.C. with it. He hits L.A. And why L.A. in particular? Shh, it's a secret. <laughs> oh, did do, do they ever explain that? Well, he, it is not for us to question Imhotep. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm. This, for me, is the 24 issue, right? Of you need to keep your uh, your audience engaged over this real-time 24-hour period. So how they did that previously was they had other plot lines. Um, and spaced out over three plot lines, there's still a, an unfeasibly silly amount of things that happens to both like Palmer and Kim on top of the terrorism, right? I would, the, the, I, I would the response have... to that is not let's create the silliest plan we've ever, anyone would ever have thought of. Well, I I still love the idea that um, Habib Marwan subcontracted this plan out to Heath Ledger's Joker. <laughs> and the only reason why you can tell that that isn't the case is because at no point was getting caught actually part of his super plan. Uh, also, he's fucking like Habib Marwan is like the world's most impossible to catch dude. Like he he gets caught like this, and then he just leaves. Like um, he it, it's genuinely. We thought he'd been caught, mm. but then we realised he hadn't been. I... He, like someone rocket launches the car he's going to get into, and then he runs away. Yeah. Oh, yes, I put um, RP, Jack gets RPD'd, um, which was meant to be RPG'd, but because... You were very tired. Uh, and b- b- 
but because I've been uh, referring to Paul dying as Paul joining the RIPD, oh. <laughs> I think I'm almost certain I don't recall Jack getting killed in hour twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, and, but we get the um, we get the most important plot line. We find out that Secretary Heller's son actually does have some intel and has uh, been being tortured this whole time. No, they let him go oh. home, but they didn't tell us when, so I'm just choosing to believe that he has been tortured and like until like hour 21, and then they let him go, and he got home, and there were agents waiting for him, and then they just put him, take him, took him back to CTU. Because it turns out that Secretary Heller's son actually phoned Marwan a week ago. Yeah, because they got Marwan's phone. That's the thing they got. Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, what did they get from his phone? So... They found that, well... <sighs> he phoned Marwan. Secret- okay. Secretary Heller's son doesn't actually know that he phoned Marwan. And they're interrogating him. And then Secretary Heller himself comes in. At which point you get a... Um... He's going, I will let them do whatever the fuck they want to you to get this intel. Mm. And he says, so this couple liked my vibe from across a bar. And Secretary Heller goes, okay. Now, clearly having no idea what any of this means. Mm-hmm. And so we partied. And I'm, okay. I'm imagining Secretary Heller imagining, thinking that this means that they, you know, they went to like a, they went to a sock hop or the, you know, yeah. they, <laughs> they were line dancing. Yeah. They, they, they went to that, um, uh, that fifties bar from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, and, Someone could have made a call from my phone well, while I was in bed. And he's like, oh, so you think that the husband could have made the call? He's like, no, the wife. Because I was, I was having sex with the guy. I was, I was having sex with both of them, and then one of them, and then the other one of them. I was being passed around like... <laughs> like uh, Dad, are you familiar with the game Pass the Parcel? Because it turns out I've got a lot of layers. Yeah, uh, so this is handled... <coughs> In the worst possible way, like this, this is this is this is twenty four at its worst, right? And because it, it's two thousand and five. Oh my god! It, I'm sorry. A, a dramatic plotline involving familial like conflict and a and like dramatic revelations of um, like deeply held sexual secrets. You twenty four here. No, so so this is this, but this the thing is. This is handled so badly because basically what they've done is they've tortured this guy because he doesn't want to tell his dad that he's he's queer in some way. And then like when his dad does find out, he just stares at him in a way that's just like, I am going to fucking murder you. And then he's like, well, son, I don't really care about your, your life choices. I uh, care about you... what it does to the country. <laughs> and Being gay makes you susceptible to being part of a terrorism plot. But also, imagine episode, like, two, or whenever he gets taken in, if they said, okay, tell us what you know about the terrorists, and he was like, at a pretty hot MMF threesome the other week, they'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, so they're like, he's holding something back because of the polygraph. That's how they knew that he was holding information back in the first place. This information isn't fucking relevant. If I like, this is not relevant at all. If 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 I got arrested by the fucking police uh, right now on terrorism charges, and they were like, "Tell us what you know," and I started going, "Well, you know, uh, like I've I've had a lot of very good sex recently," 
they're like, they're, 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 all right, Sunshine, tell us what you know. It's like, um, uh, the Medici family were an important part of um, like Florentine culture. And they're like, no, 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 more specific. I'm like, fine, Lorenzo de' Medici, Lorenzo the Magnificent was an important part of Florentine culture. And I'm like, okay, not everything that you know is relevant. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, the, the- but, but props to him for the, hey, do you know do you know anything about terrorism? And he's still thinking about that threesome that he had so hard that it shows up <laughs> on a polygraph. <laughs> that guy must be an incredible fucking way. Yeah. I, well, we have we have reason to understand why you'd remember sleeping with that couple. Yeah. Because we meet the couple and the dude, by the way, looks like fucking Shaggy. From Scooby Doo, Zoinks. Uh, so you know, cool, uh, I guess. Uh, but uh, the, we we see we see the girl, we see the lady, we see the woman, mm. and we go, "Ooh, she's pretty," and I go very quiet because I am sprinting to IMDb on my phone. I am. Oh, you you should see. I'm like. I'm sw- I'm swiping left through the menus and right through the menus, and I find out that the lady who called Hab- Habib Marwan on Secretary Heller's son's phone, thus giving Habib Marwan access to like his other calls, so they knew that something was, so they knew where Heller was going to be. It's Mandy, Mandy, the hot lesbian from season one. And hot, and bisexual from season one? I don't remember. Well, yeah, she, I think she's a, a one of them queer sexuals. Yes. Yeah. Um, at the very least, she seems to. This actually seems to be a guy that she is involved with. Uh, I don't think it is. I, I think this is a professional relationship. I think. I think it's, uh, the the implication I got was that it was a professional relationship where they also fuck. Oh fuck! No, 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 no! I didn't get that implication at all. You know what? I've just realised. What? This is also really fucking homophobic. Because I don't think she's in relationship with that dude at all. It's entirely a working partnership. And the first thing that we see her do is execute the dude in cold, unfeeling, like, kapow-ness. In, in part, just kind of to go like, uh, like, they're expecting one of us in the wreckage, brother. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah well, so it, it, or at the very least, it seems like she will do straight for pay. Yeah, but it also feels like... Wow, get it, Sam? She's a lesbian, so she has like no empathy towards men at all. You can turn off the chat, Mr. Bond. I'm immune. Yeah, you know, Little... you know what I mean. But yeah, like, I've realised that that's what they're doing because it's like it's like it's filtering like 2005 homophobia, like background homophobia, not explicit, like into mm. my brain and going, what would they have meant by that? Look, okay, I think a big part of this is that for me, by the time that I saw her, I was quite tired. And I was quite drunk. And my brain was very much in the So you're saying there's a chance mode. <laughs> like we we both fixate upon this character. Yeah. Who it turns out is played by um a, a an actress who had a like a, a a main role in the L word. Yeah. With Mia Kirchner. And 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 was really unpopular. <laughs> yeah, if if you uh, enjoyed the character of Jenny Schechter in the L word, you're apparently in the minority because apparently she's a real piece. Mm. Um, but we both have latched onto this character as 
a we imprinted it upon her like like baby birds. Mm. She's like... incredibly hot and also very cool. Yeah, the first thing that but we also, the first thing that we see her do is like by the twenty four writers. Yeah, the, so... first thing, the first thing we see her do is like explode out of a plane. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, so Tony um, Tony makes out with Michelle, and it's like, well, I'm going to go arrest this couple, and because because he's now back with Michelle, that means instantly. Like, if there's one, this this couple has a, one love language, and that love language is getting taken hostage. Yeah. So Mandy. Um, just instantly gets the drop on Tony. She kills Castle. Oh yeah! She fucking executes Castle in front of Tony and then takes Tony hostage. And that's the end of uh, of hour 22? Um, yeah, because, yeah. yeah. So she then um, basically checks the 24 wiki and realises that Tony's important. And uh, then just tases him. Yeah, how did she realise that? Uh, I think because to, I think I can only assume, you know I, I was gonna say maybe she maybe he has it. like an ID, but he doesn't work for CTU today. Oh God, fuck, he doesn't. I, I've never, uh, you know, Mandy's really good at her job. We shouldn't. Think... Yeah, maybe you know, maybe she got it out of him somehow. All right, cool. No, I think I, I don't think that it's um, you know, she got it out of him. I think she can just intuit it. You know, she's yeah. got like, um, like both female intuition and like assassin intuition. Yeah, because uh, again, yeah. remember everyone in this is hitman is agents one through forty six. So this is her from one of the newer ones where she can just kind of use the instinct thing, mm. and then like Tony just started glowing. Meaning, uh, meaning, meaning, she has like the assassin vision. Yeah, from, he, uh, like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, he's like eagle a, vision or whatever. Yeah, called. he's a mission critical target. Right. Okay. He's like glowing gold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she tases Tony, which is if you've been keeping track of how many times people have been tased. Very high. Mm. Uh, and then, we, as a weird... She puts her lip gloss back on, goes next door to her neighbour, and then... Oh, God, you know what she does in the neighbour's house, Sam? What does she do in the neighbour's house? She shoots one of the men in the head. While kind of being a little bit... bit of, being a bit of a fancy woman to, yeah. to the lady that's in yeah. there. Yeah. Fucking I, hell. <laughs> I haven't even picked up on that. Uh, and we, we have no idea why she's done this at this point. It just seems like she went next door to just be like, hey, guy. Hi, neighbours who I'm friends with and have an established relationship with. Hello, hello, boyfriend of the neighbours that I have an established relationship with. Yes, dude. Hey, guys, have you, um, have you, have you, can I borrow a cup of sugar? And also, it's time to start the killing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's a whole team being led by Jack kind of mounting outside. And then he's like, oh, well, I, I've, I've escaped to a car. You'll you'll never take me alive. Uh, oh no, she's she's blackmailing Michelle at this point as well. So she's saying like, Michelle, can you move? Uh, can you do me an awful favor and move your troops away from this particular driveway uh, so I can escape? Thank you, and then I won't blow Tony's head off. Thank you, love and kisses. Which you may note is the exact move from almost the same time yesterday that w- was pulled on Tony. Yeah. By uh, woke James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Except, um, except it doesn't work on Michelle because Michelle is going to go along with it, and then it's like, no, nah, I can't. I know where this leads. I end up in prison, and then Tony, and then like, I end up a drunk, and Tony ends up leaving me, and then I get myself a hot goth girlfriend. No, no. And then... If if Mich- if Michelle had thought this through, Michelle would realize she would be trading up. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe, maybe she really likes her job at... Um, maybe she likes being director of CTU. Yeah, maybe she likes her job like in, like, is it District? Like Valhalla, you know. Yeah. She is like the... She is the psychopomp. I guess that's her role. She is the person that guides souls to the next life. Mm. And that's where they have a mortal working in the afterlife section of CTU. Yeah. In, the yeah, R- I- in, okay. in the RIPD. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, like she's, she basically, she tells them that they've, uh, that she's being blackmailed and, uh, and they don't do it. So but well, they, they do it, but they keep, they keep their men in concealed positions. So then they, see that uh, Mandy has gotten into a... There's a woman and a man in in a car. And she says, then, that you'll never take me alive. And the car blows up. Yeah, because the troops come out and, yeah. And because we haven't seen her murder a man and a woman lately, we know that she has no access to a male or a female body. Hmm. Um, So we know that she and Tony have fucking murked themselves. Yeah. Rip and hell, Tony Almeida. Um, R.I.P. you, big dry bitch. Uh... (laughs) Then you know, Jack just notices that her her phone call was a fake. You know, yeah, they... he's looking at it over and over again, and every other fucking idiot in the world is going, "This is clearly them," <laughs> even though we only saw them from a distance, and like there was no noise on the phone call at all, apart from her voice. <laughs> like it must be, like... it must be them. There's like. I actually thought that Jack was going to intuit it from the fact that when they get in the car, she's on the phone and you don't hear the car door close. Yeah. But what he actually goes is, it's raining and you can't hear any of the rain. And I was like, okay, okay I, I can see that. So she's inside mm. still. But um, They've blown up the neighbours, the two neighbours that they that she didn't execute. Yeah. Well, um, Curtis then just punches Mandy and they, they rescue Tony. Yeah. Now we see we see um we the guy that decided to um take off his balaclava in the middle of a covert operation. Now he says, "Oh, it was pulled off me. That's awfully convenient." Yeah, yeah. Like this is still going in your performance review, and by performance review, it means he get he's there for under a minute before the Chinese bundle him into a car. Yeah, and, he lands in San Diego and is immediately kidnapped. Yeah, just, <laughs> like instantly. Like uh, imagine um, it's like he. It's like, the, it's like the heliport. You know, he he gets off, and there's a guy waiting outside, with like a, a, holding a sign saying "agent dipshit." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, that's just, me." Gets just, into the back of the limo. Just holding a picture of the photo that they have of him, like pogging in like incredibly low resolution. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that's me." And he like, gets in the car. <laughs> it's like um, it's like it's like the beginning of Die Hard. You know, he, he, Argyle is there, and he's just like. He's like, hey, this is my first time you know, driving a limousine. So this is my first time in one. And then they just instead drive, instead of taking him to Nakatomi Plaza, they take him to uh, what can best be described as the torture zone. Yeah. Uh, so like, Name your superior officer or uh, we'll put you in a container ship. And then, oh, because there is a container ship ready to go. Yeah. And, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll send you to a, a labor camp. Like in, in the borders with Siberia, yeah, because it's it, is... it's two thousand and five, and so they say like it's in Xinjiang, on the border with Siberia, and you're like Siberia, that's where the bad work camps are. Like yeah. now, they could just say we'll send you to a labor camp in Xinjiang, and you're like ah, Xinjiang, that's where the yeah like, that, that's where the labor camps are. Like if, if if there was a Russian villain, they would say, "Well, send you to Siberia, you know, yeah, yeah. N- you know, next to Xinjiang," and you're like, "Now I know they mean business." Yeah, it's it's a little weird, but yeah. Uh, and then so he he 
but the, the the specific way that he's like yeah so it's um in this region uh this region which is next to this region yeah, yeah. of another unrelated country because we're not expecting you to know about china the viewer yeah um, um and so he just goes okay well um I'll never give up my boss, but if you were to look for a man named Back Jower, uh... he don't know. He he names him. Yeah, yeah. Like no. he's just like it's it's Jack Bauer. And personally, like I almost I almost don't think that that is a realistic scenario. Like, sure, they might have named Jack Bauer, but like Jack was op- operating under orders. Still, so like they say, like I know you were just following orders. So name your your uh, superior officer. So they named Jack Bauer as if he would be the one that takes the fall for this. Like no, the person who would be uh, who it would be that takes the fall for this would probably be Michelle because she's head of the unit that Jack works for. Yeah, or uh, or Buchanan, like because he's head of district. Like, or but I guess Jack Bauer is the guy who's high up on the totem pole enough that he holds responsibility, like it was his idea. But he's low enough down the totem pole that you can basically snatch him without causing maybe, an international incident. Maybe <clears throat> I don't know. You, you got to you got to set achievable goals. But you have to remember that he is basically like the president's getting shit done guy. Like, there's no way in hell. Well, speaking of the president, um, well, there, there's been um a lot of sort of kind of time filling back and forth where there's uh like uh, Logan. Uh, who is uh, well? You, I, I've been calling him. Um, I've been calling him Dry Nixon and President Bitch. And then you suggested why not simply call him Bitchard Nixon? Yeah. So Bitchard Nixon, it, really? Yeah. So Bitchard Nixon has. They've had little theater things where he's been meeting with his uh, cabinet, and in order to make it look like he's the one in charge, Palmer will, has been like saying something that he's like, oh. I suggest that we do this. I suggest Pure... that we deploy bouncy castles over all of our cities to stop the missile from impacting. Yes, that, or something else that's fucking mm. ridiculous. Let's deploy bouncy castles. Those Australian children have had it too good for too long. I don't know if that's still going to be topical by the time this episode comes out. I don't um... know what the, you're even meaning by that. So if I've laughed at that and that's bad for you, that's because I don't know what Sam's saying. Did you not hear about that bouncy castle that blew away? No. Oh. Um... Okay. Is this another Balloon Boy incident? Are uh, we going to find out? No, no, because, um, well, because it's not fun to make fun of dead children. Uh, let's go back to, yeah, so Palmer has been pulling the strings, but kind of making Logan feel, not lose too much face over it. Because, so, because, it, because yeah, like now, Logan gets to feel... Because remember, for Americans, saving face is important. Mm, yeah. Richard Nixon gets to feel like he's winning <laughs> by... Um, no, wait, no, it's not even Bitchard Nixon, is it? It's the fucking Speaker of the House who the, who thinks that he should be the next in line to the presidency instead of instead of Nixon. And uh, so they're basically giving him things that he can stand up to Palmer over so that he feels important, so that he doesn't yeah. try and take over the president. It's fucking stupid. Uh, it, it's, it's Basically, they decide to deploy all of their jets like all over the US rather than just over New York and DC, mm. as Palmer suggests. Because I think Palmer even says, like... Let's... No, wait, no, they decide to do the opposite. Palmer wants them spread out everywhere. And, like... And and um, they say, no, we want them over New York and DC. Those are the two most logical targets. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, because it's 
even in the context of, of like when it's happening before we get like you know the little wink between Palmer and and uh, Bichard, it's still it, it's already clear that you know part of it's you know it'll, it's effectively a, a little bit of wonderful no theater. Mm. Uh, but at this point, um, Bichard is now trying to pin all of this on Palmer by just going, "Hey, hey, we, we, we you're causing an international incident. We agreed that I was only pretending to be in charge." Mm. And you know, Palmer is yeah, you know, he's uh he is uh sorry <coughs> uh he's found out that uh because they they've arrested Mandy and he's like, Oh Mandy, um god, where do I know that name from? And uh like oh um remember at the end of season two? And he was like, Oh, she's the one who shook my hand and gave yeah. me and then he looks at his like you know, fucked up palm. He's like She's the one who gave me these scars. You've written in the notes the devil's high five. Yes, the, yeah. The, <laughs> um, the, yeah, he looks at it and goes, I, I, oh, I, fuck I, it, sign, sign it, let her off. Yeah, I would call it the spicy handshake. Mm. Um, but I'm almost certain Urban Dictionary will define oh. that as something either pejorative or actually quite enticing. Mm. Uh, yeah, props to Palmer. Um, yeah, he lets her off. And yeah, then she's like... But like, that's, that's a consistent thing for him. He will always go, like, hey, 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 the worst woman in the world uh, would like to make a deal. And Palmer will then just go, are they, are they someone that will personally gall me to make the deal with? And they'll say yes. And he's like, well, fine. Yeah, and, and 24 be hidden its stride when a hot woman be getting away with it. Yeah. Like especially, hot woman gets presidential pardon. Ding, ding, ding! Stick that on the bingo card for the next season, baby. And uh, well, the notes. Yes, you can tell that I was tired at this point because it says Mandy then just instantly says where Marwan is because she is my wife and I love her. <laughs> I, I, you're the guy who's going to be executed by Mandy without a second thought once like the cops turn up. And I would let Mandy execute me without a second <laughs> thought. Like, what do you think I've got going on in my life? Hey, you fuckhead, we're dating. <laughs> yeah, Trin, if Mandy walked in right now... <laughs> and I would not blame you for it. Yeah. Trin, I would fucking put our heads next to each other so she could save on bullet costs. <laughs> oh my god. But you just don't like that I can appreciate seeing a woman win. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, if you... Um, it's one of my favorite things where the person for hire just gets a better deal and so goes with that. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah, um, there's a, um, like, there is an X Factor comic from the 90s, like, that being like an X Men team, not like, you know, okay, not, right. like, not like, confuse me, Ruth. Yeah, not like Simon Cowell, just like, <laughs> like Simon Cowell in an Iron Man suit, just like, uh, you're going around stealing the rights from people. Uh, yeah, well, they have like a recurring bad guy who's a mercenary, and once they, and because they're a, a this is a government sponsored team with a really high budget, they're like, wait, this guy that keeps fighting us is a mercenary. Why don't we just hire him? So they mm. do, I and mean, he's just on the team. Yeah, that kind of rules. <laughs> yeah, is it? Uh, it's kind of cutting the Gordian knot. Um, so that's so- kind of what they do with Mandy. They're like, how about we just give you a better deal, which is you get to get <laughs> off scot free of everything. Yeah, and, and she's like, cool, sick, okay, bye, and and, and pieces out. And I, I love that. Uh, Here's Marwan. See ya. Uh, Jack and Marwan, they um, have a, a... Jack does a bit of door gunning. 
as they go after him in a helicopter. Yeah, they take out Marwan's helicopter, but he has like a little palm pilot uh, with the with the missile's path on it, and he shoots it before they take him, so that they they don't know, uh, so they can't see where the missile is because that's a key thing, right? They, as, they as have in, no in, idea where this missile is. As in, he shoots the palm pilot, not he shoots the missile. Oh yeah, the like they have no idea where the missile is, so like they know it's in the air, but they don't know what to do about it. Um, and they're on a is, is it a parking garage? Yeah, yeah, it is. Jack just jumps out of the CTU chopper uh, and corners Marwan, who then just, well, he, he flips himself over the edge of the... He, uh, he park- shoots Marwan in the leg. Yeah. Marwan jumps off the side of the, the parking garage and, and Jack manages to like catch up with him enough because he's crawling after having been shot in the leg that he can grab Marwan's arm on the way down. Marwan does the sickest fucking villain thing ever. Pulls but, a knife out of his pocket and stabs Jack in the hand to make him drop him. So Marwan kills himself because that way there is no way that they can stop his plan. And holy shit, this is what we've been after. Yeah, this is a good villain. Apart from the fact that his plan is incredibly fucking stupid, so I can't take him seriously. His his like general demeanor is pretty good. Like him and Hassan, like, like ripping in hell in the sky, having a good time. Like, like Season two, Saeed Ali, he's like, I will do literally anything to detonate a nuke in Los Angeles. And they're like, but what if you have feelings? He's like, ow. Yeah. yeah. Woke Woke James Bond, the exact same shit with his daughter. I will do anything to release a virus in Los Angeles. Now, what if you have feelings? And he goes, ow. Habib Marwan, what if you have feelings? And he's like, I'm feeling you'd like to let go of me. Stabs him in the hand. Uh, basically, I'm feeling around for this knife in my back pocket, yeah. so I can take your hand off, motherfucker. Yeah, he just falls ten stories while like flipping him uh, Jack off with both hands. <laughs> like, he, he he hits the ground with a shit-eating grin. Mm. Uh, the actor that plays him, the one who also plays Imhotep in the Mummy, really is good at doing just a shit-eating grin. Yeah, I, he rules. Like he, um, you know how we said that earlier in the season. You get, um, you get Navi mm. looking forward, doing the uh, like Beirut's dad, you know, Shoriag Dashli's husband, uh, like glowering and looking forward, doing the Kubrick stare. Yeah, and Jack then later you know, glowers. Yeah, Marwan's always kind of doing that. Yeah, he he's he's very good at being sinister. We should maybe discuss the acting in Twenty Four at some point. Should we do that now? Because just in general. We we don't really talk about the quality of the acting involved here. We more talk about the writers and their their intentions. Mm. Because the thing is, I don't think the acting in Twenty Four is awful. I think it's fine, right? Like I th- I think Kiefer Sutherland is doing a good job of what he's being handed. Yeah, um... I, I think Kiefer Sutherland is is a very good Jack Bauer. I don't think you get the same character with someone else because we were and also that might not necessarily be a bad thing. We we kept but... we kept discussing um, how. This whole season was uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's unintentional audition for Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, and we were we're both in agreement. He's he's good in that. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, I quite like his voice and, for that kind of role, like gruff, tough American man. He's good at that. Yeah, well, Canadian, but well, uh, you know what I mean. Like he yeah. he's he's he has a very distinct voice, and it kind of works. Like it, I think Kiefer Sutherland, come on the pod. 
yeah, yeah. When we get to um, when we get to phone booth, which I think at this point we're probably going to do as a like between seasons yeah. four and five episode, uh, his that's effectively a, a voice role for him. Yeah, and you know that, and that's good. That's a perfect role. Yeah, he's yeah, good in that. He's, um, Kiefer Sutherland, are you? Well, we would we would say that this is before acting was invented in early seasons. Yeah, I actually think. He's he's grown into the role a lot. Yeah, I, like he's a lot better now than he was in season one. And I I think in retrospect, you can kind of see how they gave him the Emmy. Yeah, yeah, It wasn't a crowded field. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland invented TV acting. Maybe I, I, he invented this style of TV acting. I, I'm I'm fairly confident saying yeah. that. Like he's he's um. He's good. Yeah, it's, like, it's, he, there's no there's no complaints for me on the actors front really yeah. at all. Because someone could point and say, oh well, you know what about what about The Sopranos? What about literally anything on HBO? But thank God HBO's tagline is it's not TV, it's HBO. So I can say that Jack invented TV acting because <laughs> that explicitly by HBO's own metric excludes them, and I can still go like The Wire is pretty fucking great, eh? Yeah. Anyway, where uh, were we? Um. We were talking about how much we like Marwan. Oh yeah, we like Marwan. He's good. Um, Aside from now, okay. Disclaimer, because I don't think we've said it enough this season. Twenty-four Bower Party People does not condone committing an act of nuclear terrorism, but if you're going to do it, kind of be a be a, be a little fun with it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> be a little bit. Yeah, just yeah, get a bit weird with it, you know? Um, do some double blinds. Oh my god! I, season two and season four. Season two is like when you're at the photographer and you take a picture. And <laughs> now season, do a silly one. Season four is now let's do a silly one. <laughs> oh my god! And season two had a fucking mountain lion. Yeah. Can you imagine how pissed uh, off Habib Marwan would have been? Because like he's been planning this for years. If he's like he's watching the plot in season two fold like. He's watching the plot in season two unfold, going, hang on a second, this is my fucking plan. He's like, he's like if these guys if these guys nuke LA. So Dan Lee was in, cla- in class with him at one point and was copying his notes. It's like um it's like a bug's life and ants, you know, like Sayyid <laughs> Sayyid Ali knew that he had a really long production turnaround, so he just tried to beat him to cinemas. <laughs> Second wave of the DreamWorks to Marwan's unnamed terrorist groups, Pixar. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they find the the the, the PDA in uh, the bottom of the chopper that's been shot, and then they just get the coordinates of the missile off it, and a fighter jet shoots it down. Nana, end of end of the terrorist plot. That was it. Um. So, but now we're on to. Okay, thank thank God. This is not like. This is like, just, kind of a bit of an interesting. Um, procedural or political bit now where because this is not this isn't a second act film this isn't we now have to spend 12 episodes dealing with this this is we spend half an episode working out like how like how do we avoid giving jack bauer to the chinese government is this is this actually an okay bit of writing like not in that i like it but in that it's progress for the 24 writers because they're now no longer writing like a second act villain who can be tied to someone from the next series. Blah, blah. It's, a- it's it's more like, hey, something has happened in the course of this season that will be a, like a subplot that will allow us to continue the series lot further down the line. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a genuinely 
It's better. I, it's better than what they did in season two, where they introduced a, a, a subplot in the last section and then never brought him back again. Yeah. Where they, they introduced the guy who was behind it all, and then he's just... And he's only present in 24, where, colon, the video game. Yeah, which we need to do. Mm. We need to do the video game. Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah they, 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 it feels like, okay, this is... Jack Bauer's always flying by the seat of his pants. And... This doesn't seem like a bullshit plot out of nowhere. Yeah, that's just done to kill time. This feels like the consequences of him flying by the seat of his pants all the time, catching up to him, which is very welcome mm. in a show like Twenty Four. Uh, so they um, they can't like, they can't give up Jack Bauer. So Mike Novak, the um, uh, the president's fixer, like Palmer's fixer from season two, and now um, Richard Nixon's fixer uh he uh he comes up with a, an idea where he's like well we can't he's like we can't you know give him up but what if he were to have some kind of accident and the president goes well we can't just wait for him to like he's a very careful man he's not going to have a oh my god you mean... oh, oh well yeah. no you don't do that you act absolutely a hundred percent don't take jack bauer out an old yeller him. Mm. You don't do that. Yeah. You get me, you son of a yeah. bitch? And I'm winking this entire time, but I'm being very serious. Don't give Jack Bauer a frying pan overdose. Yeah. Don't do it. If you do that, no! Uh, and so Palmer um, is... He then, Palmer ends up like calling Jack because he hears about Wait, it. Wait, you've written here that the guy, that the bitch at Nixon's sub-bitch is called Cummings? Yes. Uh, well, no, he's... Is it Dominic coming? No, no, no. Um, I think, no I, I, <laughs> I, I, this leads us nicely onto another bit that we've been yeah. doing. Oh, no. um, I think I was calling Mike Novick Cummings because he too is bald. Oh, and, I see. And no one really likes him. I see. Because yeah. we were earlier discussing what it would be like if um, if Boris Johnson had played the role of David Palmer. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, how, and, we, and we think it would go a little something like this. <laughs> but yeah, like, have that. I actually think that's a it's a fairly um uh, enlightening thing to to consider because David Palmer is so emblematic of that type of political um that type of political view where you know you have a you know, a sensible authoritative leader mm. and then yeah in the in the 2010s that kind of view of the world order did just fall apart yeah and was replaced with you know uh um, with you know populists and like you know polemicists and you know, cults of personality and all that, so comparing the uh, David Palmer, who is the TV apotheosis of that model, to Boris Johnson, our current leading light in the world of political dipshittery, the at time of recording <laughs> UK Prime Minister. Uh, Actually, I haven't checked my phone in a couple yeah, of hours. Yeah, no, he did. He has been doing some shit recently. Yeah, it I, could be. I haven't, yeah, I haven't checked my phone in a couple of hours. So. At time of start of recording, UK Prime Minister. Mm. Um, I think I'd be... You said earlier that it would be very funny hearing, like, ABBA faintly playing in the back of every single phone call he made. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Mr. President, we have one hour until the uh, the atom bomb goes off. <laughs> I have a full confidence. I'm going to do this car. Mm. <laughs> Uh, what if you sort of uh, uh, put the boots to uh, to him? Uh, 
Obviously, I didn't tell you about the boot story. Head of MI5. He's a defibrillator's head. Of course I fibrillated his head. How else was it going to be fibrillated? Jack Bauer, I can't help but notice that you haven't arrested Jimmy Savile. Okay. That one caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, for, our, for our American listeners, the Prime Minister has spent most of the last couple of the days uh, of days just kind of flailing and asking why nobody arrested Jimmy Savile. Yeah, and the, the funniest thing about that is that his advisors expressly told him not to do it, and then he did, which means yeah. that he he's, he's kept asking his advisors. Can I say that Starmer loves nonsense? Yeah, yeah, can the, I do that? Can I say that the leader of the opposition actually um, he he likes little boys with no hair on their balls? And <laughs> and, 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 and his, his advisors are going, no, like, Boris. He, he said it often enough that when he said it on like in Parliament on Monday, by that evening, one of his aides had already like, called the press to be like, yeah, this was not this was not something we said to yeah, him yeah, to do. Yeah, it's like, in fact, we expressly like, yeah. told him not to do it. Like, <laughs> you, you can't pin this on us. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson um, calls Jack Bauer and just says, I'm like, uh, uh, the Richard Nixon is going to try and uh, give you to the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the Easterners. I stopped myself from saying the word that uh, Boris Johnson absolutely would have used in that context because I'm a better man than he. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's 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 going to yeah and 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 Jack of course runs for the runs for the hills hmm. uh, and 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 by which I mean the generator room yeah um, he's being chased by um, a guy who looks like a Vinnie Jones and Vin Diesel they, they, which is basically just to say he's bald <laughs> well you're either Dominic Cummings or you're Vinnie Jones okay yeah. Depends on how hard you are, I yeah. think. It's like, you're, you're either Baz or you're Blofeld. Yeah. These, these are the two yeah. types of bald British man. Uh, and I must view all bald men through that lens. Hmm. Uh, and as a, uh, Jack escapes into the, uh, the, the... This generator room... I know we've already described something as looking like the... Um, uh, laser tag arena. Is that what you're uh, going to say? Well, because it's halfway between the laser tag arena and the engine room of the uh, Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of just open generators like no yeah. no no safety it, it looks like you'd go be what you'd be walking through there in dead space mm. right and um after a brief firefight they find that jack has been turned into a necromorph yeah uh, and so so they wait for the guy to be like well he he's dead you killed him uh get um, out of here Vinnie oh, jones oh my lord you blew it up yeah he's and like, then and then they're like quick get the fucking f and f ring off off uh off of crank. Yeah, yeah. Then... Let's let's quit. Let's crank high voltage, this motherfucker. And yeah. <laughs> they just throw him into the generator and inject him with epinephrine. Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, and like, we'll get rid of his body. Now we we're his friends. We'll get rid of his body. And so Tony, Chloe, and Michelle are the only people that know that he's alive. And they they leave him at a at a railway line, and. He uses one final phone call before he, like, he walks off into the into the sunrise, like it's the end credits of the old Incredible Hulk TV yeah, show. Yeah, it's so similar. Uh, he uses that one phone call to um, 
You might think. Well, we we mentioned Kim earlier. Yeah. And we've been waiting for but they Kim. They couldn't get. They couldn't get her. Yeah. So. Uh... So Jack just calls his other daughter, the president. <laughs> calls up David Palmer to say, "Cheers for letting me know, dude. See ya." Yeah. He's like, "Well, um, I'll smell you. I'll smell you later." And Palmer, thanks for this new passport. Bye. And Palmer, knowing it's the last time they'll ever smell each other, says, "I'll smell you later." And that—that's full series wrap on Jack Bauer. He's—that's it. You can't, they, yeah, they can't possibly bring him back to CTU now. Yeah, no, no, because then people would know. Mm. Now, and it, I need to address something here because I read an article uh, that came out recently. Shall we say? Very recently, shall we say. Quite recently indeed, shall we say. Oh, yes, I know the one you're talking about. Where Kiefer Sutherland was addressing whether they could bring back 24. And I would very much like them not to do this. um, Because now I'm halfway and I don't want to do any more of this shit. Uh, But he said, I've never heard of any plans to bring this back. Despite the lead writer repeatedly saying, we've been talking about it a lot. Which is really funny. Yeah, like the, yeah, I think he's promoting his uh, tour as a modern troubadour. Yeah, he's he's not interested. He's doing some songs about slamming the screen door mm. or whatever the fuck. We have one guy on the um, on the podcast account, right? Who, because we've spoken about Kiefer Sutherland like once, um, because we don't follow very many people on the podcast account, it's recommending this one guy all the time who just tweets clips. Of Kiefer Sutherland singing, and look, I, I, I'm as disappointed That's... as anyone to to report that he's all right. He's okay. Yeah, he's all right. With with his, are we getting tickets to go see him? Like, there's people because he's his tour is coming soon to Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like where I'm moving, and people keep linking me. It. Um, I, I either. I either in a drunken haze bought tickets or in a drunken haze I didn't buy oh, tickets. Oh wait, are you actually checking to see if you bought tickets? Yeah, I, with me I never really kind of know what I'm doing. Oh, oh an email came up there. God, it was from it was from HMV. HMV. Yeah. Oh god, that was um that was a terrifying few oh. seconds. Um, we should do that though. We should. I think that'd be fun. We we'll go and see it. We we'll go and see him. Yeah, let's go. Let's go on. Um, yeah, let's, let's we'll go report on, back. Yeah, a podcast date. Yeah, we'll report back. Um, uh, but yeah, like he said in that interview, I think that if we were going to reboot Twenty Four, we would do, uh, like a season that isn't about any of the previous cast, and it's more about like you know, ten years down the line, and we need Jack Bauer back. Let's see if we can get him back from the Chinese. Or wherever he ended up, were his exact words. So, do we think that this is going to be such a long-running gripe for the Chinese government in this series that by season eight, that the whole show ends by Jack Bauer being taken into Chinese custody? Is this such a long-running gripe for them? Well, we also have 24 colon live another day. Yeah, but that's not him, right? No, no, 24 legacy isn't him. Right, okay. 24 Live Another Day is... Well then, well, then maybe he gets taken in by the Chinese at the end of that. I don't know. Yeah, like... Which yeah. one is 24 Core Blimey? That's Live Another Day. Okay. Live Another... That's uh, the one in London. Yeah, yeah okay. we, we have eight we have eight mainline seasons of which we're halfway through. And then we have um, uh, Core Blimey Governor 
you know, you, you've been defibrillating me bonce, innit? Yeah. What? The the villain being like Dick Van Dyke, just like. So 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 now we need to we need to put a sweepstakes, I think, on whether this is the issue that makes Jack Bauer get taken in by the Chinese, or if he gets taken in by the Chinese at all, or if just Kiefer Sutherland is just forgetting and he's forgotten, and this is the, this is what he means, or like does Kiefer Sutherland do something else to aggravate the Chinese government at some point, or Jack Bauer I, do something else? I think that I might actually know. Um, so I'm going to rec- I'm going to recuse myself. Right. But I think I might actually know because I think at one point um, I saw because uh, the the podcast account uh, Twitter account um, as we said it follows well, it follows four people it follows me it follows Trin it follows Trin again and then it follows Kiefer Sutherland. Oh no! <laughs> which means that occasionally. I'll end up just seeing. That's a, why a we post. get all this music. Okay. Yeah, I'll end up seeing a post from Kiefer Sutherland. Oh yeah, because we we follow him because he is, I like to think, spiritually the third host. <laughs> hence the hence the art. Yeah. 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 When I've shown the the podcast art to people, sometimes I'll go, "Oh yeah, there's, like, oh yeah, that's that's you," and like, "Oh yeah, that's 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 Trin. I've 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 met them. Um, who's the guy in the middle?" I'm like, that's Kiefer Sutherland. And they're like, and he does it with you. And I'm like, no, he's the star of the show. And they're like, you got him to do it with you? And I'm like, no, he's not on, he's not on, like, he's not on Kiefer, the podcast. come on the pod. Yeah. I think Kiefer Sutherland would actually be a pretty good friend of the pod. I think, like, hmm. he'd be filled with so much interesting IMDb trivia. Yeah, he could take that bit off you. Like, every single time a character is injured and they were actually, because they were actually injured on set doing a stunt, and so the writers had to write in them, like, like falling awkwardly. He'd be like, "Hey, see that limp they've got." Yeah, I, I would genuinely love this, uh, but because I saw some of his tweets, uh, I think I'm I may have an idea. Right. So I am going to say that Jack Bauer does something else. He causes another incident uh, with the People's Republic of China. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's what he does. Like. I was going to say he blows up an embassy. <laughs> he, he's, he goes to New York purely because he knows that that's where they have an embassy, not a consulate. <gasps> now, this is the other thing, right? I also, the other, only other bit of like spoilers that I know is at some point they end up in New York. And we need to discuss the 9 11 stakes. Yes! Because. We... Are we going to get a shot of the New York skyline with no buildings, with no well, towers in th- this it? Has... Because clearly we are, because they needed to film there. So how? But this has been our ongoing, deep discussion. Did nine eleven happen in the twenty four universe? And I don't think it did, because we'd hear about it. Like unless it was, unless it was, as we say, like just no big deal. Because this kind of shit happens all the time in the twenty four universe. Yeah. So where's the divergence point? And we settled. On well, a good, point that we think it is because we we know that it can't have been too far back. Like something must have happened prior to the year two thousand to have made CTU an extant organization that was set up. You know what? You know what we've been saying the whole time is that CTU doesn't exist. CTU does exist, just in an alternate universe because twenty four isn't our universe. Or no, or CTU. In its alternate universe, also, also, also is a bit near. Yeah, all, yeah, like also, it's touch and go. But the divergence point, I think we've 
So we had to find a way that could explain what caused this semi-extra-governmental government agency to be set up. And what... why would the would the Twin Towers no longer be there? And something seismic would have needed to have happened and... to uh, to cause such a a big political difference. Yeah. And also, why would you know this family of um, Iranians be like moving over? I think, because they, were, I think, of I think, I think they were like imperialism. No, I, I, they never they never say that they were Iranians. They I think they're, uh, okay, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're Turks, but also half played by Iranian actors. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. So, going about uh, American imperialism when. When the Iraq War didn't happen in yeah. the 24 universe. Yeah, and, like so, the, and that was really like the touchstone that kicked off so much of it. At this point. And Afghanistan wouldn't have happened either. Yeah, because at this point, there were, in 2000, there was still the ongoing kind of. Well, there was still the ongoing like detente where like, America and. You know, Islamic fundamentalist like groups and regimes were just sort of going, yeah, we're going to stay out of each other's shit mostly. Yeah, like so, we settled on the fact that the first attack, the World, the Tra- World Trade, Center, the World Trade Center bombing in the nineties, yeah, that was successful in the twenty four universe. We think because because we think potentially a young up and comer named Habib Marwan. Is the guy that this is why he why he got promoted? Mm. This is when he was in Hassan's position, like micromanaging shit at a level that wouldn't spoil. Every time he yes and did an idea, Osama bin Laden, who for all his faults, like he he knew when to just you know quit, go into a desert, and watch a shocking amount of hentai. Mm. Uh, he uh, Habib Marwan made the World Trade Center bombing in the nineties succeed and take down the twin towers yep thus forming the need for a counterterrorism unit and that also led to an american military response that then fermented uh, an islamic fundamentalist backlash mm. against the us we think we we're, we're pretty certain that that's the only thing that explains it because because there's no way in hell if like this show was being shot in 2000, right, that they would just not have mentioned 9-11. Because the threat in season one is not big <laughs> enough to overshadow something like 9-11. Yeah. Um, I, uh, like, like, they would just, at some point, they would mention it. And you can't, you, you can't feasibly say, like, I can't imagine, even when they're in New York, they can't bring up 9-11, because you have one of two options. You can either treat it with, you know, the reverence that a, you know, a, a national generational trauma kind of requires, or you can engage with it when you're in a universe where this kind of shit happens on a yearly basis. Yeah. Because, like, did 9-11 happen? No. But did 226, mm. 1993 happen? Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's genuinely going to be... I think this is a fairly good theory for our purposes that uh, Habib Marwan managed to take out the, the Twin Towers via van. That's why he didn't. That's why he didn't want to nuke the East Coast because he's already hit there. That's oh, passe. That's why everyone's trying to hit LA. Everyone's like, everyone wants to be the wait, first. Wait, wait. After that. No, no, that doesn't work. I was going to say after that, did they maybe move some of the cultural capital stuff to LA a bit more? 
And so LA is better, probably a better target than New York because of this. But then like, no, because in the universe, they say the most likely targets are New York and, and DC. So nah, yeah, yeah. And I guess after 9-11 in our universe, they didn't start to, you know, put all their eggs into the Los Angeles basket. Yeah, but I, I can see a point of divergence no, it's, theory there. It's, but you know what? It's worth, it was worth examining. Mm. Thank you for bringing it up. Uh, God, is you you can't overestimate the extent to which is nine eleven canon has been that has been the albatross around our necks. I can't stop thinking about it, and not only that, but like I have to stay quiet about this for six weeks before it, I can ask on the podcast account: Do people think that nine eleven happened in the twenty four universe? Has this ever been examined? We googled it and we couldn't find anyone saying anything about it. Like no one else is fucking insane. Because everyone has, everyone else has just assumed, yes, of course, mm. it's it's supposed to be like our world, but a little different. But like, is it? Because they have different presidents, they have different events happen well, that it never happened in ours. And like, I guess you could say, oh, they're they, you know they never really told the public. But like, yes, they did. Like the nuclear meltdown is going to be noticeable and um, um the atomic bomb detonating in the oh in the desert yeah that was not only that was not only public it caused like a mass unrest and i can't keep getting over, i can't get over this jack bauer's face was on tv because they thought he was the guy that had flown the plane down fuck yes yeah they said like, i keep wanting to bring this up like but how it, can he ever be undercover again? And not even be undercover. Like, wouldn't it be really fun? Because I don't think he has gone undercover since. No, he has. Season three. Oh, but they yeah. said that they said he was an agent that had gone rogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, like, he was, Jack Bauer plays himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any time like a terrorist takes him hostage, which is a fucking lot, I keep expecting one of them to just go. Didn't you fly that plane with a nuke on it? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you blow up? Yeah. Didn't you melt? Like, I, aren't. Yeah, you're the guy that got everyone on TV to say that you melted. Yeah, you stole you stole that George Mason guy's valor. Yeah, this is uh, I I'm trying to think of anything that would anything else that could happen from this. Um, what other mad res- did the Patriot Act pass? Oh my god, I. So, do you know one of the main um, the the most consequential things that happened as a result of um, 9/11? Uh, go on. Yeah. As a as a brief side note, I think the Patriot Act or something similar enough to it. Probably, yeah. Um, well, the NSA. When did when did the NSA become a thing officially? Uh, it start, It was a thing for a while, but it was only sort of after nine eleven that it became like a. Wait, because the NSA is set up in season two, because they or, have that rivalry, the Animal House. Like, yeah, that's when we see it like introduced yes. more. So, but then they never mentioned the NSA ever again. Because the NS, yeah, because it was still like a pet project that never really had the need. Because in this universe, the NSA had a secret unit that the tunnel snakes that nearly facilitated nuking Los Angeles, so they were shut down. Tunnel snakes suck. Yeah. Right, uh, okay, nine eleven happened, and as a result, my chemical romance were formed. <laughs> okay. This is a. This is a. This is the thing, you know, they're, they're from New Jersey. They were like, oh, it, it's done my nut in that them slags have, you know, flown the planes into the towers. Right. Uh, and this has made us have a lot of feelings. And so they formed a band. Okay. That's why you can... Fair enough. And then, you know, 
My Chemical Romance begat Twilight, begat Fifty Shades of Grey. So that's how you can draw a direct line from 9-11 to Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, okay. But the absence of, ni- uh, of um, My Chemical Romance means... What the fuck was Team G- was like Kim Bauer going to be listening to? Wait, we saw what she was listening to. Yeah. And well, to be fair, you know, they formed in, I think, 2004, 2003. What kind of mad, weird emo music would have come out of a nuke going off? Like, the, what kind of grunge? Like, you get, because if, um, like, emo stuff, like My Comic Romance inspired stuff, happened as a result of 226 mm. rather than 911, you get, like, this kind of, like, grunge inspired stuff, would, would no doubt have been. Well, there are band posters in Kim Bauer's room in, in season one. Oh, yeah, but maybe so... maybe they don't make this, the, the same kind of music that we expect oh, them to. Oh, no. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Is that why Milo looks like that? Uh, it's because my... Oh, I was about to say, what if a popular genre of the 90s was what caused the... was What uh, what took on some of the um, trappings of what would later, in the 2000s, be emo? And I had these two genres in my head, and I just realized that Milo's look can be described as a scar emo. A schemo. A schemo. A screamo. At least, I think he looks like he enjoys Scar. That's the impression that I get. Uh, I... Uh, R.I.P.D. to um, the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones. Uh, yeah, they broke up last week. Oh. Yeah. Uh. No, no joke, I just... I like the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones, and I, I was legitimately a little bit bummed. Oh, I'm sorry, but... Yeah. Well, I like one of their songs. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. That's, a, that, that, that's more songs than I generally like. Fair enough. Uh, and plus, they... Uh, they they sell they sell band merch that it's you know the Rolling Stones like tongue it's the Rolling Stones tongue but for the mighty mighty boss stones. Oh, okay, we're getting off topic. I think what we need to do before season five is we need to come up with an actual timeline. We need to sit down and work out a timeline that we can read at the start of like episode five, season one. Sorry, not not the season five, episode one that works out the timeline and, and one and we're gonna we're gonna the, be fucking done the second that they go to new york because the the season that starts <laughs> to take they, place in new york the first fucking thing they're gonna do is remember them planes mm. and we're gonna be like oh, fuck. don't mind don't mind not in went un unless go on if I, I i can't say this can i that in the world of 24 the world trade center was taken down by the 1993 truck bombing and then they built another World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> they rebuilt it and had it. Yeah, and then 9-11 happened. And no one's spoken about it because they're all just so fucking sick to the IT. For... <laughs> okay. And like, it didn't provoke a massive governmental response because they just kind of looked at each other and they were like, Really? I think it's more likely that it just never happened. I think I but, think because of the if, way they've had to write the but show. If if the words nine eleven are mentioned, yeah, that's how we'll we have it to away. Ass- we have to assume that when they refer to nine eleven, they were referring to nine eleven two. I genuinely I genuinely think that because of um, how they wrote the show, they will never ever refer to nine eleven. I think it would be too weird if they did, <laughs> and they would have caused an outrage. If they did, so I know I don't. I think... th- it, it it wouldn't cause an outrage if they did. I I almost think it would be more that they would cause an outrage if they didn't, because if you don't refer to it in our main show about us getting revenge on terrorists, 
how are we supposed to never forget? But like, you, so in season one, they had to cut an awful lot of the plot line because of 9-11, right? Yeah. And then like season two was clearly a backlash to 9-11. They were doing a lot of very racist plots about Muslims. Season three, uh, you know, they were trying something different. Season four, they're back on the Muslims again, baby. But they yeah. did in season four realized that they had been quite racist in season two and they apparently had talks with some like yes. Muslim community leaders um we, and, yeah, you, and you, they you, said like you were told huh, we've been a bit racist here huh what if what about the uh the like the good arab gun store owners yeah, yeah that's why they're written in there that's entirely the reason they're written in there like we in this series about people who have been living in new york since 2000 waiting for the uh, not New York. Sorry, they've been living in like in America for two thousand since two thousand. <laughs> they've so, been living in America for two thousand years, waiting for their time to come. It's like uh, it's like, like Jesus is born, and five years later, people are just like, you know what? In about two thousand years, I imagine we're going to have some real bones to pick about this. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, is that is that land is that land bridge still going? Because like, we can. They're doing. They really did write that as a sort of please ignore the rest of the racism. We were joking about that. And that's literally what they did. And they they had a conversation with some Muslim community leaders and they went, oh yeah, we're being a bit weird and racist about, we should probably say that this isn't all of them, eh? You know when like a Twitch streamer... So they wrote a gun store? Because what's more American than that, yeah, I guess? Yeah, because you know um, when a Twitch streamer, they'll, like, they'll say a slur and then like two days later, they'll post a notes app apology and it will turn out that they literally just had never realised that you can't say that word. yeah. And it's kind of sad and funny all at once. Learning that this incredibly... Well, yeah, the, the notes app apology will say something like, boy, I'm, I, I look forward to learning more. And I appreciate, like, I'm just happy that someone has now told me. The gun store scene really can't be overstated how much it feels like that. Yeah. The, in, the incredibly earnest, just found out, found out about racism. Fucked up, eh? Yeah. Can you believe this shit? Yeah, it's 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 not good. Uh, um, and yeah, I, I'm God. I hope they don't revive this series. God, I hope they don't. If we if okay, if we come back um, for season five and they've announced that they're filming a new season of Twenty Four, God, I'm going to be angry. Weekly podcast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> an an hour of your life every week. For twenty-four weeks, if they're not cowards, if you bring it back as like a, a twelve-episode series, then oh god, no, you, god, you... can you imagine? Oh god, if they do and we watch it, you... okay, no, if they do a see, if what if they do a series, but instead of in the UK, it's set in South Africa, <laughs> that would be catnip for us. Oh, okay, no. when a catnip, cat... in Wales. I was about to say a catnip for us would be if they set it in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I can't. I, if they... I, I, I don't think you understand, Jack. I'm willing to die for Welsh independence. <laughs> Imagining Jack Bauer play, played Cymru. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, they call themselves Plaid Simru. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're a fringe nationalist group. They're responsible for... Um, remember the second 9-11? <laughs> that was them. <laughs> inspired by US support 
for um, the continuation of the United Kingdom. Like, they had, they had like they saw Tony Blair and Bill Clinton posing, and they were like, "We've had, we've had enough of this. We have." <laughs> I love that. This, this just opens us up to talking about the weirdest timeline. It's, this rules. It's like it. Oh no! I really hope they bring it back, and it's like it's like Torchwood, where. Um, but like you know, how in Torchwood, like one of the, one of the nexuses of like interplanetary weirdness just happened to be in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of a just as an excuse to why they're in Cardiff, like that. But instead of it being there's a there's a rift in Cardiff. Why not? Yeah, just, yeah. just go with it. Yeah, have a bit of fun. Yeah, it's CTU just very solemnly going. Yeah, I guess you might have been radicalized in a in Swansea community centre. <laughs> I'm just saying that Wales is actually the source of. Uh, hello to any Welsh listeners. Hello. Um, I'm I, allowed to say this. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm also Welsh. I just don't have the accent anymore. Yeah, I, I feel like um, this is kind of inviting. Like whenever I do my Welsh accent, I always feel like it's, you know, like a how is my driving sticker. Mm. But this is not going to get any positive comments. Mm. Oh my god. Okay, my mind is is fucked. Um, I, I'm not looking forward to doing season five. I'm looking forward to writing the timeline before we do. I'm not looking forward to doing season five because from everything this I is, know, this is going to be writing the timeline. Season five gets sillier. I, I genuinely, I think season five of twenty four is a there is a legitimate chance that you will break up with me, or that I will break up with you, <laughs> if you do not like it. And when I say like. <laughs> Okay, we watched the we watched the crank movies. Okay, you mean like this is this is we have an unusual amount uh, like tolerance for like watching stuff that will hurt us. Yeah, and like we have established, is it good? Who knows? Do we like it? Also, sometimes who knows? But if, are we, if you, did we enjoy watching it as an experience? Because I think the, well, the actually, thing that we know, enjoy I, doing I'm is like, watching media and trying to work out the kind of guy that would make it. Actually, here's here is. Here's a good question. Did you enjoy 24 season four? Um, it's not something I would watch in my spare time, I think. But if it were in a movie format and I could stick it on when I was like, have you seen this mad shit? Possibly. I would, I would do that. You know how I'm like, like how I did with the crank films with you. Yeah. Like if, if, if that, if like, if that format took over 24 hours, would you have watched that? I think I, I okay. I, I still don't know if Crank High Voltage existed. Yeah, that was a weird one. I like, have you seen the Japanese film House? No, House. That is a real like so that it's an incredibly surreal film. Mm. But because it's a surreal film, you know, it you can kind of go along with it. Crank High Voltage is a film that is surreal in a way that you can't tell if it knows and it it has to but you can't but you don't know but you don't know know for sure yeah Uh, so you know if that took place over 24 hours i would be dead yeah i would be dead in the fucking ground (laughs) okay uh but like that's my point right like like yeah uh, i enjoy watching stuff that like is is weird and not very good can can you because it's kind of like what the fuck? Why did this get made? And twenty four is too long. Can for you that. can you imagine a future season? Again, maybe this is you know the season seven or like season eight 
maybe season six that like that 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 tracks from the first couple of episodes. Can you imagine though, or maybe even twenty four live another day, mm-hmm. or the film, like yeah, the shorter format ones. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine now yourself being in a position where you get some level of enjoyment out of watching a season of twenty four? I think I get a level of enjoyment out of it purely because, um, because I know I get to I get to trash it on this podcast. I wouldn't sit there and just watch it. I wouldn't. Like it's not good. It's, I, I it's, think it's that, not I think, a fun show to watch. I think this is a question that we need to check back in with each season, mm. especially now that we start to enter the unknown territory. Yeah. So I don't think it's a very good series. I would advise people still not to watch it. That's why. That's what we're for. Um. But there is a part of my brain that takes a little bit of delight at being able to go send a text to my wife with Habib Marwan's entire plan going, have you heard of this shit? I do enjoy that. Uh, we also, just as an extremely brief side note, immediately after finishing season four, uh, I did receive a, a text message uh, from someone who will occasionally send me images that consisted of a joke about a trebuchet and... Imhotep from the mummy's smirking face, played, of course, by the actor who plays Habib Marwan. And given that a trebuchet is how we met, yeah, it was really a, just a wonderful little... Uh, uh, that's not really you know, relevant to anything. I just wanted want to share it with you. Yeah, yeah, share it uh, with the class. We should maybe do an episode about how we met at some point. Yeah. Because we've, we've alluded to it here and there. And, like, people... Some people are probably are aware or have read the thread about how we met, but, like... There's a lot of specifics that we that like we never talked about on uh, online or anything. Yeah, it could be kind of kind of funny to do an episode about that. Oh, I could talk for hours about that. You know, yeah. because I frequently do. Yeah. Well, um, we're okay. At, we're at, yeah, I was gonna say we're at a hundred minutes. Hmm. We have discussed that. Well, we've gone from nine eleven didn't happen in the ni- in the twenty four universe to nine eleven happened twice. <laughs> I, I still think I still think that the current time canon timeline for twenty four is that it only that the nineteen ninety three bombing happened yeah. and nine eleven didn't and then if we see them if we see the skyline with when they move to New York and there's no towers and Jack goes then then we can we're still safe with that timeline if he then goes God I can't believe them slags with them planes. Then we go, then we move on to, they rebuilt it, and then it fell down again. Oh, but you know what's going to really fuck us up? What? If they reference them slags of them planes, but the Twin Towers are still in the... Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, it is season it's season 7 of 24, Jack Bauer attempting to stop 9-11-3. That's going to happen. That's going to be a plot line at some point. I'm putting that on the bingo card. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's nine eleven three. I'm putting that on the bingo season, card. Season seven is the first one that I can actually make a fully blind claim about. Mm. And yeah, I think there's going to be something about a plane. Yeah, absolutely. A plane, a plane hijacking. Absolutely. Well, anyway, um, right. Well, it's been this has been lovely. It's been it's been a it's been a nice chill gentleman of leisure era of the podcast again. Um. um it's been it's been lovely talking to you. Mm. I'm stoking this parasocial relationship. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, please please talk to us on the podcast account. We'll yeah. have a nice time. Yeah. Yes. Um, Become parasocial. Yes. Yeah. Um, please don't. I I could. You please talk to us, but please don't become parasocial. Yeah. Uh, and I could do with a couple of simps. <laughs> Hello. Um, well, until next time, I think 
let don't stop the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.